Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, ah, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. Chris Schubert floating around as the producer. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again. College basketball is taking center stage. It's the Final Four, right? Duke versus North Carolina. If you're looking to wager this season, Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your updated odds and info. They have great contests. Check them out. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you. Uh, Let me ask you this. Do you care? I know you, you pumped up. Duke, North Carolina, you're obviously in Charlotte. Like, is yeah. the city a buzz? Like, guys are feeling it up there yeah. or down there, or what's going on? To Well, I, I can't say that. You're welcome, Chris. I just saved you from an edit. But, yes, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. Um, Duke and North Carolina basketball in the Carolinas, that's the biggest sports. It, nothing else comes close. This is the first time ever – in the history of the tournament where Duke and North Carolina have played in the tournament. And of course it's coach K's last run. And so you have a real opportunity here to squash things. If you're North Carolina, if you're Duke got a big chance to uh, send the coach K out a winner. Are you rooting for anything in particular, man? You know, what's my favorite part of the Duke Carolina rivalry is not caring. It's your neutral. So yeah, care. and I don't ever lose. I don't have any emotional attachment, right. but you get to see the meltdown on both sides all the time, and it's it's glorious to watch. So, so basketball talk kaput, right? We're gonna move get on. it out of here. All right, I'm gonna mock draft to talk about to Brent tear Washington. to shreds. Ooh. Do you have do you, just before we get into it? Do you have like notable exceptions with this mock draft? Uh, no, I, I thought it was fun. Obviously, the the Chiefs trade being in here gave him some opportunities, and we're going to talk about what he did with that and mm-hmm. uh, seeing some different names kind of sneak. It's the back eight, right? It's the back eight Always picks are, are yeah. where the magic happens, right? And in every mock that I skip all the first the the first twenty four, I go right to twenty five, and I want to <laughs> see what that looks like. And yeah. uh, he didn't disappoint. I thought he did some, yeah. some fun stuff in there. So we're going to get into that today. Yeah, I don't I don't have as harsh of criticisms this week. I have some stuff to get into, but I thought this was a well put together mock by Mr. Brentley Weissman. And so uh, let's get into it. Kyle, favorite pick. Um, are you gonna, just going to say Tyree Kill to the Dolphins at 29? Because that, that's pretty good pick. I Yeah, I, I'd, I'd argue to say they, they might have got the best player in the first round at 29 overall. But um, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to beat you to the punch in case you were planning on uh, no. that being your answer here. No, I'm going to go with David Ajabo to the Packers, though. Okay. I mean, obviously you're in a position where you are looking to maximize your opportunities in the here and now. 
Uh, you are trying to get over the hump and you've made a big time financial commitment to Aaron Rodgers. So I get like the questions of why would Green Bay take David Ajabo if we don't know he's going to be able to help them. Uh, but you do have some effective pass rushers still on that roster, even after the departure of Zadarius Smith. And uh, Ajabo is somebody who I think the value at 28 and projecting him into that defense uh, is a really exciting fit, and, and I feel like the value, even with the injury, uh, David Ajabo is nowhere near this point in the draft if he's not hurt, right? So yeah. that's what good teams do. Uh, I understand you're working on a, a bit of an expedited timeline, but uh, that's what made what happened at 22 and what Green Bay ends up doing with their two second-round picks so important to help get more early impact players. But you know, this was not forcing uh, a need or anything like that, just drafting a good football player. Yeah, I like that pick, and it's it's more palatable now that they have the additional draft capital to, to make that type of investment. Right. And so my favorite pick, it feels like I talk about the Patriots pick at some point in every single one of these that we've been doing. This time it's my favorite pick, Jamison Williams, number 21 to the New England Patriots. Thought this was phenomenal, Kyle. And, you know, Mac Jones isn't going to get a bigger arm overnight. He's not going to become more athletic. But what you can do to help with the spacing of the field with that Patriots offense is add a dynamic vertical threat like Jamison Williams to the mix. And one of the best throws that Mac Mac Jones has in his bag is the nine route. And there's nobody that can stack DBs vertically down the field and get behind secondaries like Jamison Williams. And so you really want to soften up the defenses against you and, and get teams away from kind of crowding those areas of the field where Mac was kind of forced to throw the football because he didn't have the, that type of weapon last year. Add Jamison Williams to the mix here, and I think it really allows you to maximize what you have in Mac Jones and improve your offensive spacing. Biggest surprise? I'll Go right ahead. Yeah, my, my biggest surprise here is two top 10 wide receivers. Two, Kyle. Garrett Wilson goes eight to Atlanta. Drake London, 10 to the Jets. We got to get uh, Chris Schubert's thoughts on that. But, you know, I don't think I've done a mock draft yet where I've had more, like sometimes it's only one, maybe zero. And so to see two of these guys going in the top 10 really was my biggest surprise. And I could see it happening. Like Atlanta needs a receiver. The Jets need a receiver, but I didn't think it would happen this early. Shuby, come in, talk to us. What do you think about the Jets 10? I've been been pointing at you, waving you in, waving you in. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, he said no, thank you. Uninterested. Because of the player? Because there's receivers you like at 10. I know yes, that. And, and Drake Lennon is not one of the three receivers I like at 10. Is it because uh, Dan Orlovsky compared him to Keyshawn Johnson? Was that uh, uh, no, no, that that doesn't help. But no, I was I was out on this beforehand. I also don't like the Jets pick at four either. But I don't want to derail the entire show. Iquanu, how do you not like Iquanu at four? How? The Jets have other more important needs that they need to address. They're not corner and wide receivers. Draft good players. Yes, draft. Yes, draft good players. Yes, and there are good players that they can take in four and ten. Little people. I'm not doing this. Goodbye, gentlemen. You got to get an edge. You got to get an offensive tackle. Chris sitting here acting like the Jets just didn't sign Lagan Tomlinson to $13 million a year and are now kicking Elijah Vera Tucker over to play right guard after his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that draft capital. Now you're going to ask him to switch will, sides of the line, huh? I will tell you 
that when I saw that story today, because when they when they initially signed Tomlinson, they said he was going to play they right. They said Lakin was going to play right guard, and and Vera Tucker was going to take was going to stay on the left side. Them Salah saying today that they're going to flip does make me reconsider the idea that they might take an offensive tackle at four, and they might move Becton over to the right side, and they want Tomlinson with a with a rookie on the left. I don't know. It made me pause today when I saw the story because I was out. Mm. The moment they signed Tomlinson, I'm like, okay, they'll get an offensive lineman in the second round with one of those two picks, 35 or 38. They'll 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 find something. They'll go in a different direction with four and 10. Today's story did make me pause for a second. I'd be worried about the caliber player offensive lineman I'd be getting at 35 or 38 if that was your plan. That's, Amen. It's neither here nor there. It's, it's neither here nor there. But the, run, the run's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a mini run at the end of the first round either. Um, Garrett Wilson was my biggest surprise to see him at eight overall. I get it. Uh, stylistically, I understand why that was the pick. Um, but yeah, that him and then the, the domino effect that led to Drake London being there at 10, being the pick that was made. Uh, Joe, I agree with you. That dynamic of that wide receiver mini run there in the, the top 10 was the big surprise for me as well. And it threw off like the whole mock, right? Not that I'm ever looking for the same thing. I like seeing different scenarios, but that scenario where those two receivers went early really threw off the entire balance where you start to get towards the end of that first round. And like, there's no receiver for Tennessee. You know what I mean? Like unless you force something. And so it was interesting to see how that affected, I think everything after. Tell me why you, you, you will, then you waited for Olave at 17 Burks at 19 Williams at 21 Dotson at 22 like it's it they went crazy they went crazy and we usually don't see that so that's a great point all right tell me why Kyle I got my answer locked and loaded I'll give you honors if you'd like to take it tell me why we did not get a quarterback before 18 to the Saints Brentley you couldn't even give us a trade you couldn't have somebody get desperate, go up here and give up some extra draft picks to go get one of these guys. That's that was a surprise for me. It's, it's that's the storylines, right? It's like the back eight. Where's the weird picks, and then where do the quarterbacks go? And you just scroll back up to the top, and I'm like, oh, there's there's none. Oh, there's none. There's none. Uh, it's the meme with the pizza slices. Did you see? Have you seen that one, Joe? I bet Chris has seen this one. Maybe say a little bit more about the pizza slice meme. I don't. It's not. Yeah, you're just fresh cut pie. Oh, it's nice. Okay, that's good. That's good. And they keep cutting the slices into smaller and smaller slices. And the guy's like, "That's good. It's enough slices. It's enough slices." And he's like, "I've seen this." Yeah, that's that's me scrolling. Like, oh, that's a good weight on quarterbacks. Oh, we're good. That's a good weight. That's a long enough weight. Like that, that was what I felt scrolling through this mock. So Brentley gave me some emotions with quarterback not coming off the board till 18. My tell me why is very much in, in the same lines of what you had here. And I specifically wrote down, tell me why Malik Willis gets to number 20. So not only did we have to wait until 18 for the Saints to pick any picks, but we had Detroit, we had Carolina, we had Seattle, we had Atlanta. We had the Saints all pass on QB1, Malik Willis. Tell me why that would happen. Not going to. So quit asking. <laughs> Feels like a tough path for that to be real, you know? Yes. So. 
So I just sneaky good pick. All right. My sneaky good selection this week is at number 23 overall, the Arizona Cardinals selecting edge rusher Boye Mafe. I think this is a really nice selection. Obviously, they say goodbye to Chandler Jones. They signed Devin Kennard to go with Marcus Golden. I mean, that definitely doesn't stop me from picking an edge rusher. You need a little juice. Right. You need some juice, and, and you get it in a big way in Boye Mafe. And – you know, this is something that you brought up last year or the year before, and, and I think about it a lot, where there's a big conversation to be had about you picking a player in the first round and their salary and where that salary slots in terms of, like, the highest paid players of that position. And and that's why it always goes back to premium positions, not just because they're premium positions and they matter the most, but the economic component of picking a player, right? So you're going to pick Boye Mafi. And he's going to come into the NFL and be like the 80th highest paid edge player in the league. You know what I mean? And so not only is it a need in my mind to add, it's, it's a it's a good fit for that defense, but you really get a cost control option at a premium position for the next five seasons. And so on top of everything, there's that layer to it. I think it's a really good, good pick for Arizona. Just as a follow-up point of reference, uh, we were talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Their first round draft selection at 23 overall, the total value of that contract across the first four years is $15.4 million. AKA $2 million less than Chandler Jones is getting paid per season. Yes, that cap number for 2022 will be $2.8 million. Year four of that deal will be less than $5 million. And then obviously whatever happens with the fifth year option, mm-hmm. let's hope they have that problem where they have to make a tough financial decision and pay a lot of money to a guy who's who's probably worth it. Uh, for me, it was Zion Johnson of the Bucks at 27. It's a great. First pick. of all, it's not fair that Zion got to this deep right. in the draft, but to lose um, Alex Kappa and Ali Marpet and then go around and trade for Shaq Mason and then draft Zion Johnson, like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, what a, a parallel move that would be for the Bucks with Tom Brady coming back. So uh, that if if that materializes, then Jason and Bruce and Tom, like they all got to get a gift basket together and send it for Brent to Brentley for manifesting that uh, in this mock draft because I saw that pick and I said, "Oh Lord, I cannot believe he got that deep." Yeah. That's a good pick. Yeah, it's, it's Tristan Wolfs at worse at fourteen again or whatever the heck they got him like. Right. Arguably the best tackle in the class. Right. Four go before him. They trade a mid-round pick to move up like three spots and they get their guy. Like they went into, and the thing is they went into that draft with a massive need at right tackle. Like they had to get him. Right. And they kind of sat, 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 sat. Yeah. It's like, okay, we could just do a one, a one pick flip for a four fourth round pick to change spots. Because San Francisco desperately wanted to make sure they, they kept Kinlaw. And the thing about Zion anyway. that like makes him even more appealing is because he comes from a pro style offense at Boston College. Like there's no guesswork. He's taking vertical sets, he's pulling, he's coming out of a three-point stance stance and rolling his hips into contact. He's doing NFL stuff. It's not like you're picking some guy from Oklahoma, right? That that's never right. gotten in a three-point stance, never rolled his hips into contact. Oh, hands up. 
No, I Go just ahead. wanted to. I won't let you finish that thought, and then I have a thought. No, that's that's it. I'm just saying, like, there's that style of offense is a clean projection of what he's going to be asked to do in the NFL. So, I did the Cole Strange deep dive today. Since we're talking about this, an is, such, this is such a random thing to bring up right now. Oh, well, I know you're you're talking about an interior offensive lineman, right? Mm-hmm. And I liked him a lot more than I thought I would. And like he he popped a fair amount at the at the senior bowl, but we were a little worried about the anchor, right? Him in the one-on-ones and Travis Jones bowling around a whole bunch. But then you watch, I know you mentioned the Kentucky game, (laughs) but like they were a dumbass pick six in the final five minutes of that game away from potentially winning that game. And it was because they, they literally just ran the ball behind Cole strange the entire day. It was amazing. The senior bowl and did not do, you, do him justice. It just didn't for him. No, it did not. And that was my first impression for Cole Strange. Right. So um, not to do a totally different podcast here, but <laughs> have you seen his comparables on Mock Draftable? No. What are they? His top two are Joe Thune and Ali Marpet. You're kidding. And it's also got like Rayshon Slater. From, this is from an athletic profile perspective. Like Rayshon Slater's on there. Creed Humphrey's on there. Mm. So you got – those four guys, and then still like Mark Lewinsky's on there as like a reasonable offensive guard. Mm-hmm. Like the athletic profile for him, and I saw his RAS score is like seventh of all guards, like ever. So, oh. I, we, we we might be a little too low on him predictively. Well, the, especially if he gets so, drafted as a center. Yeah, well, that's what I that's where I got hung up on him at the Senior Bowl. I was like, man, he's just not as good at center. Like he he had really good tape at left guard, and he he's yeah his frame's kind of unique and I mean obviously the the split bar face mask you know like you had to wear in seventh grade no football because you no there's only tape. two options yeah you know this guy's right. a throwback you know and and you just watch him play well, and you he, like him you could have took the the single bar punter one going across like I'm sure there was a third option and it was the single bar punter helmet. Now, when I was in middle school, you had the quarterback skill face mask or the friggin' Thurman Thomas. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What was Thurman Thomas doing wearing that face mask? We don't talk enough oh, about just it. Just being, being a brute, an absolute brute of a running back. But that wasn't even his game. He was a friggin' – I mean, that's – part of his longevity was like he just went down. Like, okay, it's time to get tackled. I'm going down. But, man, he wore that face mask. Um, okay. I'm glad that you watched Cole Strange and because it's been a weird a relationship fan. that you that the three of us have had a weird relationship together. You know what I mean? Yeah. After my presentation, and, and, you know it, it's happened again. I hope you like I rated him higher than you did. Now, so I stole one of your guys again. Okay. Well, sorry. Chris what, is probably think, mortified off in the producer's box right that's now. That's fine. We're, we're making great time. Talking offensive cards. No, we're making great time. This is what people need. They're listening to draft dudes. If we go on a tangent about a, like a third or fourth round guard, then you should be excited. Um, do you think he's a scheme specific guy? It depends on if he's playing center. I think he can hold his own in the gap gap system if he's playing center. I understand he played better. His mm-hmm. tape is better at guard. But like, had he ever snapped before, or was like the senior bowl just like the first time? First he ever time, snapped? yeah, first time. Okay, so I'm not I'm not that worried about like I think he'll get there if you play him yeah. at center. But I think if he's playing um, at guard, I'd probably like him better in zone zone schemes. Although he he pulled just fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. Cool. 
I, he might be a if they if the Bucks don't get Zion at twenty seven, give him Cole Strange in the second round. Yeah, for sure, sixty or wherever they pick. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Did you actually give your answer yet for sneaky good selection? Yeah, it was Zion. That was what created oh, this whole okay. waterfall effect. So I, you know, I, did, I, I know that the guys in the premium slack were talking this morning, and they were talking about how uh, the, the the RAS for Cole Strange dropped and then they went on some whole big thing about the Bucks. So that's to, to bring this whole thing full circle. Okay. That's how my mind worked to get us to this point where we've now sunk more time on Cole Strange than we did on the actual <laughs> pick of Zion to the Bucks. All right. Best value. Um, I have no idea whose turn it is to go first, but. Uh, I'll go first. It's Andrew okay. Booth Jr. at 29, right? Yeah, I got the same thing down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's this is good. This is why we committed this time to Cole. So, right, <laughs> we could just kind of say the same thing here and and be the echo chamber. Twenty uh, ninth overall, Kansas City. I, I mean, I really like what they did with that one two punch, where you you consider Evie Katie as a speed rusher that they're adding to that group as well. Uh, obviously, you would have liked to have gotten a wide receiver, but as you said, the wide receiver run that happened in eight through twenty two. Don't force it, right? Just get good players and a speed pass rusher and one of the best corners in the class at 29 who the league's down on versus us. And I don't know what they know that we don't. I mean, we've heard some stuff, but nothing that's substantial at this point, nothing that certainly we would change our, our evaluation on because you know we, we would have to have a very educated opinion on anything like that uh, to allow that to influence our evaluation. So we're grading Booth on what we know, and we know he's a stud on the field. So – uh, yeah, 29 overall, That that's a home run selection for the Chiefs. So two years ago, Patrick Mahomes' wide receivers were Tyreek Hill, Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, Byron Pringle. They're he's all got, gone. Well, he's got Hardman still. Uh, it's Hardman. <laughs> he's got Hardman still for one more year at least. So, Wee-woo. Uh, Wee-woo. Oh, tell me it. I haven't seen it. This is – the. The annual photograph oh, of the oh no of the coaches from the the owners meeting. This is not has just been tweeted out. Now. No, Chef this is we. No, it it's not. No, you guys just went for twenty seven minutes on Cole Strange. This is not a wee woo worthy moment. I've got the picture. Is. You're both looking at your hands. This is great for the visual audience that's watching on YouTube. <laughs> what the heck is going on on today's show? That's right there. There you go. I got it. Matt Rule just looks really uncomfortable. Uncomfortable or disheveled? Is that Belichick there on the right-hand side? No, that's Matt Rule. 
<laughs> Bro, that's what I'm saying. He looking weird. With a little that's Mike the, McDay, the the Dolphins went from the guy who was going to win the head coach Royal Rumble to the guy who comes out yeah. number three overall and immediately gets tossed over the top rope after yeah. three minutes of one and two going back and forth at each other. And now, that real rampant, now this like, is like, good energetic there we start go. to the Royal Rumble. McDaniel comes sliding into the ring and they literally just grab him by the right back out. of his neck and just throw him right over the top rope. They go back to fighting. Yep. Kyle, what do we make about the gap between McDermott and McVeigh? That, that seems weird to me. Is what do we make of that type situation? Is there is there some bad blood here that we don't know? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. There, that, that's got to be a placeholder for somebody, right? Is somebody not here? So it, <laughs> who's supposed to be there? And and Ron Rivera is trying to attack Andy Reid here with the uh, with the shirts. So in all seriousness, where is Bill Belichick? There's only twenty eight. I only counted twenty eight. And I don't Bill see Bill here too. I've seen the He's I've there, seen yeah. the photo because. Couple was, guys made like the meme of like when you go to your girlfriend's house and talk to your dad for the first time with him and McDaniel talking to each other. Can can Matt Rule find somebody to tailor his pants? What is going on with his pants? Hey Joe, what's that saying? How you do anything is how you do everything, right? Right. You know that I say that. It's sloppy. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. Uh, Harbaugh rocking the dress shirt with the with the vest over the top. That's a good look. I like that look a lot. Yo. Rule picked these things up straight off the rack Bro, at men's big and for- tall. <laughs> no, it's like he forgot to get pants. He's like, oh, no, I'm in Palm Beach. Is there, is there a Coles? khakis. <laughs> right. Got to stop by Coles to get myself a pair of Lee khakis here. Jesus, man. Also, are there two more intimidating people you can put next to each other than Robert Sala and Mike Rabel on the <laughs> second row? That. Them just standing there. Pete Carroll, Pete. Pete Carroll, bro. You, you, Pete Carroll's Leave not a back row low. guy. Leave is that Pete low. in the middle in the back with the glasses? Yes. Just, yes. What's he doing? And then, back there? and then, of course, of course, Cliff in the back, just the black, the black long sleeve shorts, the glasses, just go full Hollywood mode. I was What's about to freak out at how tall Frank Frank Reich was, but it's just he's on two steps above some of the other guys. Yeah, so I don't see Belichick. Oh, no. does, does McDaniel have a wife beater on underneath his button down? Mike? Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. All right, let's – I don't get it. My, my I, don't I don't get, get this picture. Is half, I don't get what happened when that rule stands. <laughs> <laughs> what is, is that, man? Anything, is there anything else in the mock that you don't get? <laughs> Chris trying to Chris say, trying that, to wasn't say that wasn't we will. Wow. Draft dudes, guys being dudes. Here. <laughs> you know what? We're not even going to do. I don't get it. If you don't end on that, I don't know what's wrong with you. We're done here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert, the draft dudes podcast. Thanks to our friends at bet online for their continued support of the show. We're out of here. We're completely off the rails. Joe's got some kind of fuzzy lemur. He's waving around. Go to Meerkat. YouTube. Check this thing out. Hit subscribe on the channel. We're done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.